there is nothing wrong. I'm not throwing shades at anyone wanting to look and dress well. Of course not. You know, not at all. I do believe that though we should understand our strengths and weaknesses, play within our strengths while always wanting to strengthen the weaknesses, but use your strengths as well as a way to almost create a honeycomb. You know, it's almost like you create the honey that the ants are attracted to, you know, and then you feed them when they arrive there. So people like fashion and people like things that look good. Good. That's nice. You can deliver them. You can deliver that to them in a way that that almost makes them act almost out of character even, you know, like they don't even know what spirit got over them. They're just out there liking, buying, do it. Believe that you can do it. Do use the bait and then hit them, you know, and then let them walk away with more than just a minus in their bank account or in their data bundles. Models aren't pretty, they're unique. This is one of the bold statements that was made in last week's episode where we had an amazing conversation with the artistic phenomenon David Jacobamba. Many of you have seen him in magazines, billboards, ad campaigns, the likes, and then some. And today we end off that enriching conversation with a part two that is going to blow your mind. I believe you're going to enjoy it, you're going to love it, and that you need to share it with everybody that you know. Take care and enjoy. It can make decisions that you don't have to consciously think about. You can't consciously be thinking about everything that you're doing because then that's going to be too much for your conscious brain, Mm -hmm. you know? And so being fed so many and so many images, skinny girls, you know what I'm saying? Uh, On the other hand, really thick girls with mad curves on the the other. Whichever one you expose yourself to, your brain starts to think that this is it, this is it, Mm -hmm. this is it. I mean, this is why this thing praised for being put in that in the light where I would like to see myself which is honestly just the light of acceptance and praise you know we want to know that people like us we want to know that people think that we're good looking we want to know that people think that we're dressed nicely we want to know you know we want to know that what we're doing is light if you think to yourself that shucks I am not that aesthetic over there then that has like a bad influence on you then you tumble roll into the space of now assuming that you are not worthy enough to meet the standard of beauty mm-hmm. you know and then that creates low self-esteem that can run that that honestly some people can never get out of luckily for some people modeling has been a way for them to beat that you know yeah uh, where a lot of model stories actually are never that they walk that that they were born out here doing the vault pose you know, and yeah. that actually a lot of them, because of the heights, the complexion, out of the ordinary facial features in a normal space would actually be teased at and treated as outcasts mm-hmm. a little bit. That's what has always amazed me about modeling and marketing and perception, because then take the same people that were just being treated outcasts at school and were being shunned at and teased at for being skinny, tall, dark, weird features. Suddenly, now this person is placed behind a red backdrop wearing rich music, you know what I'm saying? And now mm-hmm. suddenly you're like, damn, that person is fine. You're exactly. Like, I, I know, man. 
Oh, relax, my guy. This is the same person you were teasing. Relax. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know, what What happened to you? Why you let yourself be like you like this? Like, do you make up your own mind about what you believe? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Why do you think that that person was, in inverted commas, unattractive then? And why do you suddenly think that they're attractive now? Were either of those decisions yours at any moment? Mm. So. Yeah, couldn't agree <laughs> with that more. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I never expected this. Like, this is far beyond... <laughs> Like, no offense to you, but like, wow, when do you get the time to think about these things? Like in between the runway and like the changing room or like, is is this, is this why you're so serious when you're walking towards the people? Because this is all that's on your mind. Sucks. Jeez. You just asked some interesting questions there as well. They're making me think about a few things. I don't know. Was that a real question? Actually, I was, I was actually, (laughs) I was was teasing, but like for real. Yeah wow this is stuff that i could sit and listen to all day because this is all that i'm about i think there's so many very superficial connections that are being made in the world today and we become so accustomed to being content and satisfied with these and i just can't i'm just one of those people that cannot it's not enough to just have small talk it becomes redundant and repetitive i need my fill of depth and i would like to think that is the reason why people who really love this podcast love this podcast because you get to hear Uh, these type of things that i wouldn't be able to speak to you about in between changings you know um something i couldn't quickly catch (laughs) in like fashion tv after you've just walked off Mm -hmm. the runway Mm -hmm. i really do appreciate you sharing this with me being this comfortable to share this much with me thank you very much i think i think this is absolutely worth it for me to do a valuable to do to engage in conversations like this that a lot of the times we understand our own thoughts better when we get the chance to speak and share with other people. Mm-hmm. So thank you as well, because it takes two people to roll this boat, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. And on that very note, there's something else that you had that you said, because I mean, he's just deep like that, that you said in your <laughs> interview with iStyleBlack.com. The question that was asked was, is there anything you would like to change about the modeling industry? And we have established that there's stereotypes which you came in and tried to understand and which you completely denounce and which you realized are not true to everybody that you meet. Again, it's the rotten apples or the rotten potatoes that you spoiled for everyone. Now, this is what you said. Yes, I think I would like to change the stereotypes that exist around modeling and also bring about a new image of what the profession or craft means and can or should represent in comparison to the many other things that it does not represent. I think that it should represent the thoughts, ideas, ways of being and lifestyle of the people who inhabit the space that whatever the product is being sold to. There you were like speaking my language. (laughs) Modeling can help bring about the true reflection of the time we should exist in and that the models that are modeling should themselves be more cautious of the role that they can play in society, art, and in the purpose of art, which is to bring about new ideas, new change, new perspectives, to make us ask questions that would also be a part of this new image or new meaning of the profession itself for us as an African people. And that was just, I was just sold. When you said that, it reminded me of what I thought a model was. And I believe a model initially was growing up like really young. Models weren't influences per se by the things that they put out there. It was by what they represented and how they represented what they represented. Mm. When you were in those True Words adverts, it was, this is that guy. And how he's influencing me is not by what he's going to say on Instagram or anything like that. But that your influence was based on the stuff that you did. 
Um, when you did right. that Sprite advert, it spoke volumes is basically what I'm trying to say. And that's the kind of influence that you had. And I feel like it was so much more powerful in the past than what we have now. Not to discredit anybody, mm-hmm. you know, influencers are professionals in their own right. And I have a lot of influencer friends. I'd like to actually believe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think I'm an influencer. If you call me one who influences thought, I would highly appreciate that compliment. And that I would agree with. Another model at the time was Joelle Kaembe. She did a Come Sprite on. advert. She did a Sprite advert as well. Like, if you know that Sprite advert, then you know. The one where she, she, on. to, <laughs> she was taking forever to get dressed. And then eventually she got tired because her, her partner in the car downstairs just kept bugging like, and she couldn't find an outfit. And she literally just walked out in high heels and a two-piece, right? And I was like... Legendary. This is, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was the kind <laughs> yeah, of influencing... I mean, it didn't make me want to walk out in a two-piece. But it was, <laughs> it was, just, it was just that, that sort of power... And control. I feel like those are the words for the episode. The power and control that that just had. And like, weirdly, that elegance that she exuded in that. Mm. And that's what mm. models were. So now when you said this, I was like, yes. Like, he actually understands what he's doing. And maybe that's why he's so consistent and steadily successful in it. And the second part mm. was, like, how models can help bring about the true reflection of the time we should exist in. And so in your own, like, I want you to just elaborate on that as well. To say, what role do you believe models play in preserving representing and shaping culture society and art i think the role that we serve here is to actually bring the visual image of the idea into people's minds Mm -hmm. you know we know that you know the term seeing is believing it's true when you see something being done you can believe that it can be done yeah you know you then believe it. it's not just a thing and so the roles that models serve in society and arts, whether as muses or in fashion or in film, is that that you become the actual image when people are doing the vision boards for their life. You become an actual image that someone will implant in their minds, perpetually repeat the reminds themselves of because the power of attraction works in that. You expose yourself and you repeat this activity or expose yourself to this thing. It will come to you. You mm-hmm. know, you visualize what you want for yourself. Sometimes all the way to the bad that we have ourselves maybe brought certain things towards ourselves that we did not want, but we let fear, anxiety, and other negative emotions sort yeah. of let it get the better of us. So this image that one can use to help them see their idea or thought and bring it to reality is served by the model. It's critical with regards to the impact that it can have on their life. Mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. And so it's quite a big deal because then at that moment, you know, I think I say you as a model, you know, then has to become very cautious about what message you're helping to perpetuate or to project, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? You can choose to just chase, like now, the influencer game and chase the money for it and chase the popularity for it. But without the understanding of the impact that you can actually have on an individual's consciousness or life, you can find yourself helping push messages that we no longer need. It's so critical that we understand the kind of mindsets that we as a people need to have. Not everyone's going to be the same, but we can help like the ship is, you know, we can help bring people towards the greener pastures mm-hmm. by being careful of what we're helping to push. Like you said as well, that here's a product now, you know, with the influencer route and because about the money and the popularity, Yo, get it, project it, tell people that this is nice, show people 
how nice this thing can be. <laughs> you know, yeah. show people how happy you are when you are with this thing. But how one is presenting the idea, why one is presenting the idea, at the time that the person presented the idea, I asked myself, how does this help for me? Because this is a burning constant. Some people will say it's a little thorn in their foot. I got a whole nail in my foot, man. It's a problem. <laughs> you know, yeah. the way my generation sits at, the, at a very critical time where most generation as well are the generation that were born or have grown up within our supposed time of independence and, and freedom as nations. But upon growing up now, we understand how much has not been done or how much still needs to be done. Mm-hmm. you know and how far we might be from realizing the true freedom that we truly want because we cannot afford to not help move the thought process forward from our forefathers because if our generation does not aim to do this we're going to sit with another few generations still perpetuating the same nonsense that we're dealing with right now you know actions that are based on completely misguided notions whether it be about the role of an individual in a home a society you know a role in the world how we interact with each other all these notions that we have a problem with right now can continue to exist for another few generations until someone else decides to realize, hey, okay, I think this is a problem. And I think that we have the responsibility, we have as well the opportunity to help move this forward and that models can do their part in it through being conscious of what messages they're helping to push. Personally, I don't think I have a problem with the term model being just strictly for someone who is of a certain height and a certain waist size, you know, because Mm -hmm. we understand that, hey, that's not the aesthetic of the common person. That's not the aesthetic of the masses, yo. Like, Mm -hmm. really? You know, we're going to say that every girl is a waist 28 or whatever that is, and that every guy has a six pack. That's a lie. Yeah. That's not true. And so I do enjoy and appreciate how, oh, I can see a benefit to you know the way businesses have chosen to push their marketing money towards influencers in the sense that now you can have more representatives and more relatable representatives of an idea that people can truly take and paste in their mind and do that vision board you know yes um, yes i'm sighing because conversations like this and the many other conversations i've had in fact like almost every conversation i've had on my podcast just really remind me of how each episode is too short for this discourse, how it's not enough. We need to continue Mm. having these conversations. And that's why I keep saying, keep the conversation going, you know, because this is 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, but Mm -hmm. look at how much we've covered already in the short space of time. Yeah. And how much more is happening out there that we haven't addressed that we're not even aware of. So that's the kind of stuff that just like, damn. Keep your fire burning. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yep, yes, definitely. In light of that answer, would you consider yourself to be an influencer? No, no. Why not? Because I think influencer is like that chip that I spoke about, you know, that job that people make a personality. The thing is, I don't see myself as an influencer because I don't go out of my way to tell people things, mm-hmm. to tell people what I think they should do. To, I don't go out of my way to persuade people to have what I'm wearing or to I really don't do that at all and that's why I don't view myself as an influencer because I think that because I think an influencer purposely consciously does that you know they will go on they post a picture or promote a thing that they are using clothes beauty cream the car 
they are showing you this thing saying, hey, get this. Look at me having fun with this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mention this thing 10 times in this (laughs) caption so you know that it's about this thing. All right? (laughs) Hashtag this thing, this thing, this thing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Just in case Mm -hmm. you didn't read the caption. It's about this thing. And I think it's also about what the aim of the promotion is. There are very few products who actually focus on wanting to shift people's mind. And being a man as well, men's product are not all over the place with it. Uh, mm-hmm. With regards to let's aim our brand to not just be a lifestyle aspiration, but let us aim for it to be a psychological aspiration. You know, formulating that psychology of value be in accordance to what whatever you believe should be the right way to go, the right thought process for your target market. I hear you. And so it's been selective. And when it's done, honestly, I do not repeat the things. I kind of want to be a part of what it is that I want you to take away or to sort of take action on and want to get. So I wear a shirt. I know the shirt is nice. I know it is. You know, we just have to just tag the shirt once. I don't have to tell you to get it. Mm-hmm. I won't say you must do it now. No, I will just wear it and let that do its talking. Mm-hmm. And so even when I try to do anything of that size, it'll be subtle, you know, because I want that to be a part of me. I don't want that to be a, hey, here I'm selling you a shirt. It should be about what I represent wearing the shirt, my mindset, and that the association will be that that mindset weighs that shirt. And then, you know, maybe even the misinterpretation or like the exaggeration would be that if you wear that shirt, you can have his mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's probably in the shirt, the superpower, the problem, the shirt. And so it'll be subtle like that. That's why I don't view myself as an influencer at all. I don't think I can because there are real influencers. People take it seriously. It's mm. a real thing. You know, it's not a lie. You know, the funny thing. Yeah. You, you just described a true influencer. <laughs> it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Do you think you have influence? Everybody has influence. Yes. You will probably yeah. shut me down like that. But do you think you particularly have influence on the audience that sees you? I believe that I can have influence on the audience that sees me. I believe that I've influenced some of the audience that has seen me. I would never go as far as to say I have influence on these people. Mm-hmm. You're very humble as well. <laughs> Honestly, right? Like, like you guys have no idea. Whenever I speak to these big uh, people, like when I spoke to Alino, because he also... Oh, yeah. yeah Great such interview. An, I listen such to an, that. Really? Like, such an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Just such humble people. Like, it's not like I want you to be proud. But like, wow, after all the things that you guys have done, it's like, you know, it's, it's really amazing. It's- you know, I don't know what it is. I think it might come, especially also knowing Alino and the many conversations that we've had. It's this constant reminder. We remain in this constant state of we are not doing it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. We're believing in this burning, in this light that God has put within us. Mm-hmm. And we're trusting that that it is doing what he wants it to do, you know, that it is existing in its maximum potential. Amen you know, that. that that pastor or that preacher doing that sermon or that service is not out there saying it for the entire congregation. It's just for that one person. You know, once it has reached that person, that message has reached its potential. He was successful. You know what I'm saying? He reached full potential that day as well. 
yeah, I think it might come from that, knowing that it's just not us. We can only but be thankful that we're even in a space to have any influence. I think it's a big deal, yeah. you know, and that people should take it very seriously. I think that's why it might even be scary to say, yes, I have influence, because it's like, all right, what are you doing with it, fam? What mm. are you doing with it then, mm-hmm. you know? What are you influencing people to do? Let's really talk about it. And then let's see how those influences add or aid to I feel like using Nelson Mandela's words, the struggle goes on, fam. You know what I'm saying? How yeah. can we just say because it's like, just, how mm-hmm. does it help the struggle, my brother? How yeah. does it help the struggle? You know? There is nothing wrong. I'm not throwing shades at anyone wanting to look and dress well. Of course not. You know, not at all. I do believe that, though, we should understand our strengths and weaknesses, play within our strengths while always wanting to strengthen the weaknesses. But use your strengths as well as a way to almost create a honeycomb you know it's almost like you create the honey that the ants are attracted to you know and then you feed them when they arrive there so people like fashion and people like things that look good good that's nice you can deliver them you can deliver that to them in a way that that almost makes them act almost out of character even you know like they don't even know what spirit got over them they're just out there liking buying do it believe that you can do it do use the bait and then hit them you know and then let them walk away with more than just a minus in their bank account or in their data bundles you know what i'm saying yeah just let them walk away with something more just before we close now you often work with western european foreign brands right what has this exposure to these different cultures and people lifestyles taught you Many things, a number of things. The brands has made me think about where we are as an industry continentally. You know, it's mm-hmm. working with the brands has made me think about, hey, man, where's Congo's fashion industry? Where, where yeah. is our retail industry? You know, where, 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 where is our structure? Like, I'm spending so much time, you know, just shooting for all these brands, but it's like, where are ours? It's made me think about as well our skill set. You know, when you're working with international brands, you're exposed to an international standard of working. And you can then, you know, compare it to how we're working here. And you're like, okay, okay, I see. I'm seeing where we can improve, how we can improve. Because the talent is definitely here. It's simply skill set, you know, and I think a certain business or structural knowledge that's lacking. That oftentimes, majority of the times, artists know nothing about the business of art. Mm-hmm. and the people who run the business of art are not artists themselves mm-hmm. and so it's made me think a whole lot Europe for example and you have all these people from different European nations and you know you hear the story you're talking you know they found themselves as they were going about their lives and being able to travel and being able to be one another and I thought about the kind of work that we would have here on our continent if we were able to meet if as nations we were able to just flow into one another spaces you know Mm -hmm. and work with one another it makes me think about our own potential for the most part it's taught me that i want to work more with us Mm -hmm. you know i want us to work with each other it's made me want to work more with us like guys this is great but also want it to be happening for us you know yeah now that's the dream i have as well and that's why i really told myself that you're I need to be speaking to a lot more people outside of South Africa, outside of the DRC. I mean, like, Sakina Speaks is basically <laughs> overtaken by you Congolese brothers and sisters. It's time, you know, for the rest of Africa to shine. 
Um, you guys, have, you've been yeah. serving though. You've been serving, so I want to spot. No, but I mean, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you though. If you can also say, you know, because show there's a growing number of Congolese inspired platforms, you know, that tries to create content about Congolese, you know, about what Congolese people are doing, mm-hmm. you know, and we know that propaganda like this helps our fellow brothers back home as well. And so, in, you know, in a place like South Africa too, we don't have anything. We know that, you know, uh, yeah. how long have you been in South Africa for? I was born here, so 21 years. Sure. Look at that. It's been 18 years for me now. And we know that, that in the media, you know, we don't really have Congo truly having a say, you know, being able to speak and be heard, mm-hmm. you know? would merely go by stereotypes, you know, yeah. or just stigmas that have now just reasonably been attached. And your platform in this environment helps solve that problem. So thank you. But yes, for sure, travel Africa, speak with our fellow brothers as well, definitely. But we appreciate you for helping us do this as well because uh, because it's definitely needed. A sense of community needs to be built, don't you think? Definitely. Like, I'm so humbled by that. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's the dream. That's definitely the dream to travel Africa and to, to put all of us on the map. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all the same people. Like, all of these boundaries that we have mm-hmm. are not even set by mm-hmm. us. So it's, like, so frustrating that we're fighting these things that we had imposed on us. But in closing, yeah, uh, since DRC, your home country, our home country, which we so love and which has a special place in your heart and your art. In one of the interviews, you actually said that, you know, the determination for your success in your career can be attributed to that love, to making the DRC and to making your family proud. So how intentional are you about representing your origins in your country? And how intentional do you believe that we all as Africans, Kina Speaks, Ri Samuel, everybody, Kiora Fashion, I'm just giving shout outs to everybody alino everyone should Shout just be representatives how intentional should we be about being representatives of our country and our continent i think it's something we should be proud of i think with something that we can wear as a badge of honor to not be ashamed of our homes because the world doesn't present us in an aspiring light yeah and so showing a sense of pride for someone who is, you know, back home anywhere and lacks that, you know, lacks to find something to be proud about, only needs to see someone else being proud. And they themselves will start looking for something to be proud of. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. You know, they themselves, because it's, hey, here's somebody who is obviously from where I am, and they are proud of coming from here when I was embarrassed. If they can be proud when they are up there, you know, because up there, in that image, you know, is what the person wants to escape to in whatever way that uh, the idea was presented. And seeing that, seeing seeing us being proud of where we're from can make them want to, first of all, start to find something to be proud of, something to be proud of, but then also start convincing other people and showing other people why they should be proud. It'll bring about a deeper sense of understanding for somebody. It can bring them on a, on a crazy search self-discovery that people need to have of course but while we are pushing and projecting and putting our cities or countries on the map i think that it is very important for us to remain aware of the creation of the physical borders that end up having a psychological effect acting as a psychological border as well preventing us from believing that we can connect with our fellow africans that Mm -hmm. our message should always ultimately be for pan-africanism 
Yes. And being proud of where your origin story is or of what it is or where your origins are. Mm-hmm. Because that can never be erased from you. Yeah. You will always be asked, you must always remember where you were born, my guy. Where were you mm-hmm. born, my sister, you know? Mm-hmm. And so be proud of that because if it weren't for that specific land, you might not have been born. You know, the circumstances anywhere else might not have been right for you to be born, might not have been right for your parents to meet and for you, therefore, to be created. Mm-hmm. So it's something to be very proud of because I think ultimately it gave birth to you. And why not be proud of that? Beautifully said. Thank you so much, David. This has been so informative, so wholesome, profound. Just thank you. Thank you very much, Akina. I really, really appreciate this. This was awesome. I'm, Please I'm continue so... this. Hey, never, never stop speaking. Thank you. All right. I pray to God for the strength <laughs> yeah. and the grace to only stop when I die. And even then, you'll leave us a recording. <laughs> <laughs> So honestly, as we great you because you're doing a great job. Thank and I you. wish you all the best for the future. Thank honestly. you so much. All like, more people get to hear you. Amen. Amen. I wish you all the same as well. I want to see you on many more runways, you know, many more red carpets. I'm looking at international fashion weeks and stuff. Just literally God blowing your mind with what he can do. Like no eye has seen, no ears heard what he has planned for you and what he's going to do for you. And I can't wait to be one of those really privileged people to just witness that in action. Thank you very much, Sakina. I really, really appreciate those words. And God bless you. Amen. God bless you too. And God bless (laughs) every single person that has listened to this episode, that has been listening to the podcast, that has been enriched and really just blessed by everything that has been said. Again, thank you so much for listening. And for anyone that does come across this, I really do hope that you took at least one thing away. And I know that there's at least that one person that is going to be changed by this, is going to go on to practice this, to use this in their life and to change many more lives through their own actions. So take care, stay blessed and continue to keep the conversation going. Go onto social media and like spam David because he's doing an amazing thing. You know, what we get to see on his Instagram page is just a glimpse of the greatness that is manifesting in his life and that he's doing on global platforms. Go and watch all of his interviews, Expresso, um, Newsroom Africa, go read them all. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Go read it all. Go watch the feature that he did with Queen's Park. You know, the collaboration really, really is cool. And like he said, Mm. I believe he has influence. I mean, he influenced me. Like, that's right, Edward. I remember since. So regardless of what you say, it influenced me. So I'm like, I'm, I'm too humbled by the fact that you even found my podcast inspiring. I was like, the sprite guy thinks that i am inspiring i mean what has he you know so yeah (laughs) thank you thank you thank you to every single person and continue to engage with us on social media my social media is starting to pop again um that's sakina speaks underscore s-a-k-i-n-a-s-p-e-a-k-s underscore you know i'm trying to follow these influencers footsteps you know and try and be Mm, i see you we see you (laughs) so yeah everybody take care stay blessed and be back here next week for yet another riveting episode right here on sakina speaks sakina has spoken